Hey everyone, and welcome back to Any Crack with me, Shannon Callahan. Welcome back to the pod, season two, episode one. Any Crack is a podcast where I try to make sense of the past three and a half years of life assimilating in Ireland, and hopefully you have a little fun along the way. A bit of crack, if you will. Get it? Because I named the podcast Any Crack, but I spelt it wrong. I make myself This is literally me trying to like do a professional intro. Anywho, um, on today's episode, I am going to catch you up on what's been happening the past seven months. Mm, Yeah, basically since I've been away. One of those things has been that I went home. So I'm going to go into what it was like to go home for the first time in two years. Things that I noticed sort of reverse culture shocks, if you will. um, And then kind of talk about what it's been like being back. And I'll probably talk a little bit about what I have in store for season two as well. I don't know. I haven't thought that far in advance, but I'm just going to start talking and we'll see what happens. Before I get started on season two, I kind of want to take a minute to look back on season one. I had written down when I was making my plan for season two, like the wins and the opportunities to come for, like if I wanted to keep the podcast going, which coming now back to sit down with this a few months after I've written that down has been really helpful because it's just a good reminder of like what I accomplished in this like very haphazardly done podcast. So basically season one wins that I wrote down for myself. I have a great logo. I do. I'm delighted with it. Um, Thanks again to Vicky for making that. Um, I have a returning fan base. It's mostly my mom, but like I have returning fan base I have like people who friends who have reached out to me and say they love it and I have people who I haven't heard from in a while who have reached out to me and say that they love it as well so that just feels really good and it's like obviously it doesn't matter exactly what the numbers are because podcasting is so there's so many podcasts that like I didn't expect this to be the number one podcast in the world but like it's nice to know that the people who are listening are enjoying it I've had really great guests in season one. I'm so lucky to have friends who are willing to help me talk about the various topics that we were able to cover in season one. And I have great ideas for season two and hopefully some willing participants to come along with me on that journey as well. Another win, I learned the basics of sound editing, like the basics, basics. We know that this is not a professionally edited podcast, but I'm proud of myself for learning that. So kudos to me. And the last thing that I wrote down as a win, I have reached four continents. So, you know, that's over half the continents. And one of them isn't really inhabited. So I'm delighted with myself. Obviously, most of my downloads are in Ireland and the US, but I was able to reach countries like Portugal, Brazil, Germany, India, Peru. Like, I don't know. That's so cool. I love it. I don't know who you are for some of them, but thanks for being one of them if you're still listening. Oh God, how embarrassing if they aren't. Um, Lessons, obviously, I need to plan this out a little better, which I'm laughing at now because it's been seven months since I wrote that down and the plans that I had laid have now been upended, but hey. Um, I think one thing that I realized, like a lesson that I learned an opportunity is I do enjoy the episodes better when I get to talk to people. So quick plug 
if you want to be involved, I have an Instagram now and an email address. So you can shoot me a message either way. So it's at any crack podcast on Instagram or any crack podcast at gmail.com. So if you want to get involved, shoot me a message. I've been trying to keep track of people who have said they want to be involved previously, but maybe just message me again on one of those two platforms so that I remember. Uh, what else? Oh, <laughs> I wrote down to myself lessons learned from season one. Editing takes time and shouldn't be an afterthought. That was a big problem I had. And like part of the reason why season one had to kind of end so abruptly was because it wasn't so much getting the episodes recorded that was going to be a problem. It was finding time to edit because as I'm doing all of this by myself, like and working a normal person job, like definitely, um, definitely difficult. Um, yeah. And then I wrote down social media presence. So tick that box. Um, yeah, there we go. Lessons learned and wins for season one. I just wanted to like highlight that for myself because as I am putting this out into the world, I also, it's kind of an archive for me of my experiences and the things that I've learned. And, and so I just wanted to write that for myself as well. Anywho, on to the pod. So as I'm recording this, I'm doing it in segments. And my vision is that there will be like transition music in between all of the segments. And I have picked out what I think I'm going to use. I'm going to change up the music from last season, but I don't know if the music that I've picked is going to be a bit too on the nose. So let me know if it's too obnoxious, the music I've chosen. But anyway, to dive into the first episode, coming back, um, we're going to talk about life updates. We're going to talk about uh, what's happening for season two. I think I've said this 15,000 times already. And then I'm going to talk about going home and reverse culture shocks. That's going to be the bulk of the episode, I think, is just like what um, what going home was like and what that experience was like. So first of all, life updates. Um, when did I post the season ender? I think that was in October. So basically, since October, I've moved five times. No, since August, I've moved five times. Yeah. I don't, it's been a lot of moves in a very short amount of time for many different reasons that I'm not going to get into, but um, that was a huge, huge reason why I had to stop season one because I had to move and it takes a lot out of you to move. And then now imagine doing that five times in like eight months. So that was a huge portion of what's been going on. I just move constantly. I'm still in Dublin, always in Dublin, but like just different neighborhoods even in Dublin, just going all around the gaff. Like, oh, good times. What else? I was working. I'm still working. I'm actually about to move into a new job. By the time this comes out, I will have started a new job. I'm not going to say what it is yet because I don't know if I can. So just gonna, not that it's, it's the CIA. No, it's not. I would never. Um, it, I just, yeah. Anyway, I'm going to start a new job that's been happening. It's going to be in my field, which is like public history, art history, cultural heritage, all that kind of stuff, museums and institutions. So really excited after two years plus of COVID things and over two and a half years of being done with my program. Like I finally have work in my field. So woohoo, education works. 
um what else has been happening um yeah COVID stuff like just COVID life you know coping with COVID kind of rules changing around COVID that certainly impacted things a lot as well because it's changed how busy I am the kinds of things I have on my plate but yeah I mean you guys literally everyone in the world has been experiencing COVID so you know what that's like what else it feels like there was so much more I'm definitely missing stuff the the only other thing and the again the bulk of what this episode is intended to be about is I went home for the first time in two years now if you've listened to me talk in season one I always say I'm from Philly but I'm not actually from Philly from Harrisburg so I went home to Harrisburg to see my family and then I actually did spend like a week or so in Philly as well so I those were the only two places I went normally when I go home I'll go to like New York or DC or somewhere else but it was literally like two weeks home with my mom and my sister and occasionally my brother and then like a week with my friends in Philly so one place being kind of a smaller area, smaller town, and then one area being a small city, definitely like, I, the experience was exhausting, to be honest. It was so exhausting because I was trying to catch up on two years effectively in like, three weeks and so that's just not possible and I was trying to see as many people as I could and I was trying to make sure that the quality time was there with everyone that I was spending time with but it's really it's hard and like I like yeah it was really hard and so it was exhausting because I felt like I always had to be like doing stuff and people were always like what do you want to do today and I was like I would really like to sleep but that wasn't an option so I yeah I just did a bunch of stuff and I kind of was taking notes throughout the whole time of like reverse culture shocks like things I had forgotten about being away from home so long and some of them are silly things right like commercials really are wild in the U.S. like I don't want I don't have a television here in Ireland like if I'm watching TV it's on Netflix or whatever so like I don't watch commercials very often but like I was watching TV when I was home and it was, you know, like all of the stuff that people say, they're like, all of your commercials are about like pushing drugs and like, they're really stupid and blah, blah. blah. And I was like, no, you're so right. There's, it's weird. It's so weird that there are these like insane commercials for prescriptions and then like really ridiculous Doritos commercials. Although I do appreciate a stupid Dorito commercial. But it just kind of, it did stick out. And I think like with some of these other culture, like reverse culture shocks, it's stuff that like my friends here in Ireland might be like, why are Americans like this? Like, why is this happening? And being away for so long, I was like, are we like that? But then when I went home, I was like, oh yeah, we're like that. Oh, it's like that. Oh yeah. Okay. It's very different than the life I've been leading. Um, Same with like sales everywhere, the way that sales are promoted, like just like the coupon business like that whole thing of like there's just sales all the time and like trying to get the cheapest thing possible and all of that um what else um (laughs) now it's so funny because I went so I went home for Christmas so I was home like the middle of December through the beginning of January 
and I wrote these down kind of as I was experiencing them. So, and I intended to like start the podcast back up in January when it was really fresh in my mind. So now I'm like reading through all of these notes without context. And I'm like, why did I write this down? I wrote down people honk more in the US or else I was in a car way more to notice it. Um, I also wrote down how easy it is not to move in a day. I don't think that was specific to like the US. I think that was just an observation I made about how infrequently I was moving when I was at my mom's. Um, Because if she like, if she was working, I would just lay on the couch and only get up to microwave my lunch like I I really didn't do I really like didn't move and I wrote that down one day also this is a note about restaurants there's pickles everywhere and I love it and no that is not a sexual thing thank you very much I'm talking about dill pickles I'm talking about gherkins I'm talking about every like the little slivers and the ones that come in the barrels I'm talking about every kind of pickle there's pickles everywhere and there aren't pickles everywhere here in ireland and it bothers me because i love when i'm eating a sandwich to have like one of those little dill spears i love like i just enjoy pickles my last meal that i had before i flew back over what i had fried pickles and that was great and you know what i ate them with ranch dressing and that was also great and i don't care that that makes me stereotypically american because i really (laughs) missed that (laughs) Like when I went home and it was like everything I ordered when I was at a restaurant came with a pickle. I was like, oh, wow, that's so nice. Yeah, that's these are the observations. This is the quality content that you came for. Me missing pickles. <laughs> um, Obviously, like one of the biggest kind of reverse culture shocks was realizing how differently I speak and I, like people tell me that all the time here the, in Ireland, they'll be like, oh, you kind of, you don't sound so American. I thought maybe you were Canadian because you had a softer accent or whatever. Or like people will back home, like my friends, when I talk to them on the phone, they're like, no, you definitely talk differently. Like you, like the way that you inflect and all that. I, I was generally aware of that, but it was kind of when I was using slang that I'd be using here in Ireland and I said it to my friends and they just kind of look at me blankly and I was like no what I said was really funny that I it really clicked for me how different the language is and I realized as well how far removed I've been from the slang that's popular in the U.S. like it just kind of took me a minute to flip back to the ways and the patterns that I spoke that I like know how to speak in that are like my natural patterns, but it's just because I'd been here so long surrounded by the language, the way that the the language is used and the sign and all that. I only just kind of realized the gap within myself. Like I thought, Oh, every time I talk to my friends from home, I talk the same, but I actually haven't been. And then it was when I went home and everybody was pointing it out as well. They're like, Oh, that sounded so Irish. I was like, yeah, it probably doesn't, but it doesn't sound like American English either. So that was kind of, that was kind of a big part. And then on the flip side of it, just as I was adjusting back to the patterns and the language that I use in the US, I was then coming 
flying back over to Ireland and then I had to like (laughs) flip back all over again so then it was like my brain was doing all of this code switching and it was like fritzing because I was like what am I saying and then I'd be like you know and it's like small things as well in the U.S. like oh like that'll be fine you like and then here in Ireland you're like oh it's grand and so I'd be combining like fine and grand and I'd be like it's grind so my brain just has like malfunctions sometimes um and that's kind of yeah that was kind of one of the big things um Americans are definitely louder like I noticed that we are very loud like we're just everything is loud um and not that Irish people are like quiet like that's not their reputation but like just kind of the entire environment is louder in addition to like the decibel levels of our voices certainly covid stuff was really different and that was really shocking because i've been so used to the restrictions that we had in ireland and like when i left restaurants were closing at like eight o'clock and like there was loads of things that weren't like open to full capacity and there were like rules and all of this and i go home and like I'm the only one wearing a mask. And I was like, that's bonkers. Because it was, when I went home, it was like right as Omicron was like picking up steam. And I was like, that's crazy. It's so good day. Just put a mask on. And like, not really. It was more in Philly. I think they did still have like mandates in some places. So like in Philly, there was more mask wearing. But like out when I was in my hometown, like my brother was making fun of me and I was like this is insane because like there's a new variant and like we just don't know and like it just was really um a change for my mind of like how it's working now things are a lot more similar Ireland has lifted restrictions things are open full capacity blah blah just to say kind of when I was home specifically that was like a big shock for me was how different it is and I kind of I knew from talking to my friends throughout the past years how different it was but like to even just experience it I was I was just a bit like oh right okay well I like this is the life I'm used to at one point even my brother read something that ended up being like a fake news report but it was like oh Pennsylvania because of Omicron is going to put this restriction this restriction this restriction in place and he was like whoa that's crazy and I was like that's what my life is like in Ireland like the restrictions he read off were the restrictions we had. So huge, huge differences between that and like mindsets around it and things like that. And and even then kind of the shock of how different it was between the city of Philadelphia and then like my hometown, because even that was different. And so then you're navigating two places that have two different rules when you're used to navigating like this other place that also has different rules. So it was that was a lot of energy to work through kind of how I felt about that and the comfort levels I had in certain situations and things like that. Um, certainly not quite as topical anymore, as I said, because rules have changed so much, but certainly one of the things that I wrote down and that I remember really feeling in the moment was kind of how different the, the COVID landscape was. I have, I'm going to put on the Instagram, <laughs> I took pictures of like food and like we did a Costco run at one stage when I was home and so I just like took pictures of all of the things that you can get at Costco 
and just like the sheer <laughs> size of everything and like how different that is to like the foods and the produce and like everything that we have um here in, when I'm going to the shop in Ireland and one thing I really really missed <laughs> it was it wasn't a reverse culture shock it was like a reverse culture like appreciation just like American grocery stores just the amount of options that I have for things like I don't know there's something to be said I suppose for having a simpler life of only having a few options but like I just would walk down the cereal aisle and I don't even eat cereal but I was like oh look at all these choices I have it's so nice and like um just the size of the grocery stores you walk in and you know that you're gonna get everything you need because it's so big whereas like I'll go into shops here in Ireland and I'm like oh now I have to go find chickpeas in another store and I have to like make a trip and plan to find them somewhere else even in saying this I suppose too like I recognize there's a privilege to like the way that I live here in Ireland and there's a privilege to like the home life that I'm accustomed to and and so just putting that out there I you know my experience uh as an American is very specific to my identity just as my experience here in Ireland is and that's kind of I recognize that um so some of the things I might be saying people might be like well that's because xyz that's not my experience what else oh another thing that I appreciated so much the water's always hot back home and it really is the little things like not having to wait for your shower water to heat up before you can take a hot shower um always having hot water to like clean your dishes and stuff like that I really appreciated that the Everywhere you went into was also very warm, which wasn't super needed when I was home because it was way, 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 way too warm for the season. Like for two and a half out of the three weeks, it was just like I was wearing like sweatshirts outside. I didn't need a jacket, whereas like it should have been blizzards. (laughs) And we did get a bit of snow at the end. So that was nice. Um, I appreciated that. But yeah, when you like walk into any building like or you're in your home, like it's just warm. I feel like a lot of these things are quite trivial, but like, I suppose that's kind of after two years, that's, that's just kind of what stuck out to me. Like I, I remember when I got off the plane, I was really nervous that it was going to be so different, right? Like I was like, it's two years. That feels really like a long time. I've not gone more than six months without visiting home since I moved here before COVID. And I was like, oh, what if it's just so different? Like, what if I just, I can't handle it? And in the end, it wasn't. Like, I I even got, I got so nervous that I was like, what if I don't remember where my mom puts the forks in the house? Like, stuff like, so I got so nervous that it was going to be drastically different. But it wasn't in the end. And so I think that's why some of these, like, reverse culture shocks are kind of trivial and silly is because it wasn't, like, the home that I remember and the culture that I remember, like it's not, not much had changed for better or worse. I don't know, but like it wasn't as shocking as I thought. It was more like the things that definitely were different were like dynamics between people, like friends, friends and family, like obviously for a lot of people going through a pandemic, like we've all changed a lot. And so just kind of getting to know people again and like I was able to see friends I haven't seen since high school like and just getting to know what their lives are like now getting to reconnect with people that way like that was really different but culturally I suppose it wasn't too too much and like 
you know, if you know me personally, you know that I'm like very quick to criticize the US. And so like all of those criticisms still stand certainly. But as far as like, oh, do I stand, like, do I stick out like a sore thumb after two years? Like, no, I'm still at the end of the day, guys, I am still as American as ever. So I might use that Irish slang, but that passport is red, white, and blue. Actually, technically it's just blue, but you get what I mean. So yeah, not the most like life-changing culture shocks. I actually have somebody in mind for a future episode who is Irish and who has recently moved to the U.S. and I would love to chat to them about if they're experiencing any culture shocks. And this is kind of the thing as well, I suppose, with the U.S. being the main kind of places that you get like movies and like a lot of pop culture references and things like that. Obviously, like American culture is quite familiar with other Western countries, at least. I I can't speak for anywhere else in the world, but like, you know, like having my Irish friends here, like they're very familiar with a lot of like American things and they might have questions about it. Why do you guys like to fry Oreos? What does it taste like to fry a turkey or whatever but like they're familiar with it um so i'd be curious to have people who have moved over from ireland to the u.s to see like what shocks them and what surprises them about moving over that maybe they didn't expect um from the stereotypes they had and kind of as i spoke about in one of my like first episodes like stereotypes that i had that didn't did or didn't stand up in ireland and kind of impressions and things like that to get the inverse i think would be really cool and to see like, yeah, did I miss any culture shocks that went over my head because I'm American, so I didn't even clock it as being different. I think I'm going to leave it there. Again, Instagram, email, if you guys have like things that you want me to talk about, like feedback, ideas, like whatever, those are going to be the places to find me now, um, as well as like just extra content. I think I'll probably post some of the pictures I have of like the foods and stuff. And just kind of more behind the scenes stuff, probably like some video things, because obviously this is all audio. So get some video stuff going. I have some music stuff even that I'm going to get into in the future. So keep an eye on the Instagram for that. Otherwise, I will catch you next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Bye.